Welcome to the ninth episode of the FPI podcast. I'm your co-host Owen. Unfortunately, Aaron cannot be with me today, so it will just be me. Today, I'll be talking about NFTs and the meta space. Um, this is an area I'm extremely bullish on, and I'll be trying to explain it as we go along. So, first, let's start with NFTs. So, NFT stands for non-fungible token, and to really understand what they are, you sort of need to know what a fungible token is. So Fungible tokens are anything which can be swapped and it doesn't matter which one you have. So say Bitcoin, it doesn't matter if you have the first Bitcoin or the 20 millionth Bitcoin. Same with dollar, the pound, the euro. If I have one dollar, that's exactly the same as having a different dollar. Whereas NFTs are specific, they're different. They're mainly uh, pieces of art. So say you had like the Mona Lisa there isn't another Mona Lisa, so it's non-fungible because you can't swap it for another one and it will be the same. Um, so this rarity is what um, gives them value. Uh, so NFTs have really been on the rise recently. I'd say it's a bit of a bubble right now, personally. Um, the, some of the most famous ones are the CryptoPunks or uh, CyberPunks, I think those are called. Uh, the pudgy penguins, the bored apes. Um, yeah, so people say that, oh, I don't understand why they're valuable. Um, they're just literally a thing on a screen, which you can screenshot, which is true. Um, however, people sort of miss the point. It's the same with, like, if you wear a Supreme shirt, which you bought for £500... That's not worth £500, is it really? You could make that t-shirt for like 20 quid. It's the same with um, like real art. People argue that real art is worthless. Well, yeah, okay, but the thing with art and NFTs, which I heard from, uh, I think it was Naval recently, was they are both priceless and worthless at exactly the same time um because there is the only way to determine if something has value is if people are willing to pay for it and if people are willing to pay for it then that makes it rare the thing with a lot of these uh crypto nfts they have they have a um a set maximum so also the ether rocks there's a hundred rocks ever made. They're actually just JPEG images of a coloured rock. And they've been selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this is because it's almost like an exclusive club. Like how rich people... Um, they come together to like art galleries and stuff. And have art in their houses. And it's mainly just because of trying to flex to other people. People buy Gucci belts, Supreme shirts. Like... BMWs, new cars, which they can't really afford, to impress people. It's it's the same. That's just human nature, because you want to, you want people to like you, so you stay in the tribe, and ultimately staying in the tribe equals reproduction, which equals continuation of the human race, which is basically all our brains, our monkey minds are geared to do, so... So people, it's because of flexing and showing off to other people 
what you have. I mean, yeah, none of this stuff really is worth... It's hard to determine how much it's worth. It's just what people pay for it. Um, uh, so an example of this is, say there's a diamond, one diamond in the world, incredibly rare, worth loads of money. If you take a picture of it, then mint it on a blockchain as an NFT, and then destroy the actual diamond, is it actually still there? Because some people say, oh, no, it doesn't count, NFT, no, it's just a picture. But what's changed? Okay, it's no longer physical, it's now digital on a screen, okay? But the rarity is still the same, there's still only one diamond. You can still send it to other people. You can still tell who has ownership of that diamond. And this sort of brings on to the metaverse, which is a very cool idea that I've read about recently. Essentially, it's like a like the real world, but uh, VR, digital, uh, interconnected. So, say in the world you can go from the USA on a plane to China, that would be similar in the meta space, the metaverse, but it's just, it's like an entire world where using NFTs and um, almost the currency is powered by cryptocurrencies because people are buying digital real estate. People are buying plots of land as an NFT in certain projects. And an example will give, say with, say with Minecraft, Oh, actually, no, that's not the best example. Say Fortnite, you can buy skins. Same in, like, uh, CSGO. You can buy skins for real money, and you display that. That is technically sort of the idea of an NFT, apart from you cannot go with your CSGO skin, your Fortnite skin, into a different game. Now, that is the idea of the metaverse, is it's all interconnected. Uh, if you, I don't know if you have, if you've seen the film Ready Player One, that is sort of the idea of it. Basically a massive game that everyone goes into, does stuff in, works, and then imagine you can earn crypto. And then NFTs also play a big part in that to show who actually owns what on the blockchain. Say uh, you're, you've loaded in uh, to the massive digital world and you don't really have anything but you've got like let's say one ethereum and you go to a shop that someone has set up in the digital world and you pay them one ethereum to have let's say a chain like a gold chain nft in the game which your avatar your character then wears and then you play as that character you can travel to different areas you can go and buy digital houses uh, it's just, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's essentially the real world, but virtually powered by NFTs and crypto. So you would be able to buy houses, like I said, you, because it's, this is a proof of ownership. They'd also, they would also probably build in like, uh, battling and gambling and stuff like that for other people to win rewards. Um, yeah, it would just all be interconnected. I mean, I don't know what else to say about this, to be honest. 
I'm one. Would you guys want to go into this? If you've seen Ready Player One, most people just sit in their houses for most of the day, apart from eating and drinking, and literally just stand with a VR headset on all day. And I think that's terrifying. <laughs> I would not want to do that. Even though the meta first is very cool. I don't think um, I would want to. I'd probably try it out, but I wouldn't want to be a consistent user of it, I don't think. Um, and also, with the pandemic, this has almost accelerated uh, this almost drive towards that because people couldn't go outside. People couldn't. Uh, well, less people like with pollution and other things like that, people are wanting to spend more time indoors. The newer generation is spending time more indoors on a screen in an almost virtual world. Uh, there's a blockchain game which has come uh, into more popularity recently called Axie Infinity where you basically get these axes and breed them and battle them and you can earn uh, money. And people in the Philippines who... Um, were made jobless, were literally playing in the pandemic to survive. And I think gamers will be... game. The gaming community are probably going to be the... Well, they already are adopting NFTs more than the average people because they understand lots of gamers, I think it's over half, have spent money in a game for just cosmetics. They give no in-game advantage just to look different and cool um, and also blockchain games are be becoming more popular now uh, they're obvious I mean I haven't really played that many of them but um, Cartesi is supposedly very good at making them um, then there's Star Atlas, which I don't think has launched yet, but that it seems um, more interesting because the thing with Axie Infinity, most people say that they actually don't like it that much, that it's not the best game, it's not really that exciting of a game, it gets a bit repetitive, and most people just play it for the money, um, which they can win. But yeah, blockchain games, I think in... The next like five ten years are really going to take off. The same with well NFTs and the meta space, the metaverse that might. I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen. I mean it's a bit of a concept at the moment, but there are projects out there which are trying to create it. I think it'd be very hard. You need like interoperability between lots of different things because. Um, it has to be decentralised. There's no way it can be centralised because that just would not work. So it's going to be quite hard to build, but we shall see. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening. And I want to hear your opinions. Thanks. If you have any episode ideas, uh, leave them in the comments or whatever you're listening to this on. And thank you. See you in the next one.